Okay. Well, we can do the. I, at this point, I think we're just committed to doing the cold open because I I have no idea how to how to start the show otherwise. <laughs> I think it just has to. Be. Cold like, cold is the way the way to go. Coldest coldest opens is is ready for. Ready for. I I, I don't know. I'm just gonna cue the music. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to Rune Terrible Radio, episode number seven. I am your host, Blevins. Joining me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Saucy Mailman. Hello. What is up? And we are also joined today on the eve of Rune uh, I'm gonna try not to use those stupid effects. Was... We're also joined by <laughs> yeah. Rune Terra Dex. What's up, buddy? Welcome to the show. Doing good. Thank you for having me. Excited to talk about Rune Terra. Yeah, I think that's kind of our our thing for that's today. Our thing, right? That's yeah, I mean that's it's in my name, so <laughs> kind of yeah, say, If you're if you're not super excited, you, you're gonna need a name change altogether. So. I know. Yeah. I know. I might have to name myself just Dex, but. Yeah, just for now, we'll stick with Room Paradox. We'll see how tomorrow goes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We could all be jumping. This could be the last episode. Right. Uh, you know what, guys? We hate it. We hate it. We're done. Yeah, now that we played it for more than a couple days, it's like, ugh. I yep. mean, Artifact has scarred me for life, so oh, you never know. Oh, no. Were you in on the Artifact trade? I was, unfortunately. I was very committed. I, w- I was planning to become a TI Artifact champion, but... Unfortunately, that cannot happen. Yeah, it hurt. It's okay because now we are we are, are embraced by the the warm cuddle of a of a Teemo puff cap deck that we yep. can all embrace. But... I can embrace that. I can embrace that. Yes. Uh, if you guys are new to the show, welcome. Uh, now is a great time to start because we're going to be talking all about the new patch patch notes. We got all sorts of new news. If you're listening to this in podcast world, go play Runeterra while you're listening to this. Yeah. Come on. Play oh, open op, open a, open a, oh no wait, there's no packs. Oh, I can't even tell people to open a pack and like I was going to be like, okay, now now click that one and you're going to open up and Ezreal <laughs> yeah. and like not this time. One person would do that and they'd be like, oh, "How did you know it worked? My mind has been blown. My mind <laughs> has been blown." Okay, this is I'll, I'll do this. Okay, play along with me now. Go into okay. your collection. Grab, uh, uh, go to craft a card. Make sure that you have a champion, uh, a champion token, and then go craft a. I don't know who who should we tell them to craft. Who should we... well, I'm not going to give any advice because people are going to be mad if we tell them to craft something bad. Hackerum, Hackerum, it's Hackerum. You got to Hackerum is cheesy. I like them. Hackerum. Um. But yeah, we're going to be talking all about the patch. The they gave us some economy updates. We've got a. Uh, a question from a uh, from a member of uh, Riot, a, an actual Riot employee, that uh, brought up a really good, interesting question that I wanted to talk about on the show, and uh, I want to get your guys' feedback as well, so you can con- uh, contribute either in Twitch chat or uh, after the fact in the Discord over Discord.me/RuneTerribleRadio, which is where all the cool kids are hanging these days. Yeah. Um, but before we get 
into that. Runeterodex, as our guest, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're looking to do, what your uh, your Twitter your Twitter uh, handle is doing right now, and uh, just give us a little bit of an intro. Right. So yeah, this this account was kind of a joke. So <laughs> I wasn't playing. So this was during the beta, mm-hmm. and you know I'm in marketing, so I just kind of want to see you know what it's like to start from the bottom. So my goal was, you know, try to get a hundred followers or something and then done from there. But uh, Tides of Time and Rainet, I think those were the two big ones that, mm-hmm. you know, retweeted a couple of my posts and like, boom, like each one, I got like a couple hundred of followers. So unfortunately now I'm pretty committed to this account. <laughs> so here I am just, you know, trying to put in a lot of work, try to find mostly educational content. You know, like today I put out, some of the progress work, although Riot made a ton of changes about <laughs> 10 minutes after I made the post, which yep. kind of sucks, but it really shouldn't affect the math if you do check out my Twitter. But it did sting a little because I was working pretty hard last night on that. That's how it always works, though, right? Yep. Right. The old, uh, oh, I did all this stuff. Uh, actually, guys, uh, sorry, but we changed some stuff. So if you could just redo that work there and then repost mm-hmm. it. Right, right. So t- so tonight I might have to do some crunching, try to fix up some of the numbers. But, but yeah, that one hurt. And, um, yeah, since this account has snowballed into almost like a little community, uh, my plan is to maybe start streaming. Um, ideally what I want to do is I'm also a marketer in the esports industry and I kind of want to show these brands, these companies, how to spend their money. You know, mm-hmm. don't spend a hundred thousand dollars in Google ads. Don't spend it in YouTube ads. Give it to the content creator because yeah. that's how you get actual gamers. And that's yeah. pretty much what I've been doing. I've been sponsoring you know small to mid-level influencers you know anywhere from a couple hundreds of followers all the way up to you know hundreds of thousands of followers and all of those campaigns have done better than pretty much any campaign that i've run um you know within the digital ad world Mm. so i kind of want to show that to the companies even outside of esports and like let's say coca-cola you know wants to get into well they are actually an esport but let's say coca-cola oh my god oh god i'm a twitch i mean it worked right like i i mentioned coca-cola so clearly that ad worked on me true it did yep yep it's subliminal now yeah right i mean coca-cola is better than most companies like that 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 ad was actually it it was decent they they spanned it a little too much but it was actually decent but there are so many companies out there who want to get into esports and it's just little to no efforts Mm -hmm. gamers do not react well to that it's just hashtag sellout being spammed in chat and companies get you know butthurt over that and then they'll run away from esports so you know kind of want to show hey you know, just work with these creators, you know, they'll get you the users. If you're transparent, you know, even the mm-hmm. fans will listen. They'll understand the situation that the content creators need, you know, these sponsorships to actually make this a living and boom, it's a, it's a win, win, win for everyone. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my ultimate goal. It's more of like a portfolio of look, this is how you guys got to do it. Not mm-hmm. giving hundred thousand dollars to Google. Like they don't need that money. Right. You know, the guy who's yeah. streaming 12 hours a day needs it. So yeah, that's my plan. And um, tomorrow I will start streaming some of my gameplay, uh, mostly because I need the help from the community to net deck for me. 
<laughs> during the beta, <laughs> I was doing the net deck game by myself, but you know, with a full-time job and, you know, the account kind of blowing up and I also want to play Runeterra, you know, so. <laughs> At the end of the day, we actually want to play the game a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, Exactly, that's exactly. During the beta, I played maybe, maybe a total of five hours. Yeah, I was gonna say, you didn't get to play a whole lot. No, I, I, I did not play a lot. So yeah, I know very little, you know, about the meta because all I did was just watch, you know, watch streamers play mm -hmm. and if i saw that they had a high win rate i would just copy paste that yeah so learned very little during the beta beta period but now since the game is actually launching i think it's time to dive into the actual game and uh yeah maybe just stream along and if the channel you know gets more than five viewers then i will keep going that's a, that is a, a reasonable goal for sure. I think so. I, I've, <laughs> I've heard scary stories, you know, where they used to have like 50 viewers and then it'll go down to like five and, you know, never look at the numbers. So I'm studying, I'm setting the standards low. So my, my initial goals are, you know, four followers. I, I, I'll be happy with four followers. I think I'm at one at the moment. So you know, a 300% increase. That's, that's kind of big for that's me. True. So, And there you go. And hopefully you'll get a couple, uh, hopefully you'll get your quota from this show alone. So go follow. Is it just Rune Teradex on, on Twitch? Rune Teradex. Yes. Boom. So yes. everyone, boom. Even boom. if three of you follow me, I will reach we'll, my goals. We'll hit, go. we Easiest will goals. hit the goal. Easiest. No, no, we're, no. we're, we're going to say it's hard. It's reasonable. I don't, I don't want to get hurt. Reasonableist goal. Um, mm -hmm. great. So that's, that's awesome to hear. I know saucy and myself are also going to be on that stream game. Uh, going to be streaming, uh, a ton, maybe doing a little, maybe doing some, uh, I don't know we're, we're going to see how, how it plays out. We're going to just see how the flow is going. Maybe we'll do some, uh, maybe we'll team up and do some matches at some point or something. That would be. I mean, that's what we should be doing, right? Like, yeah. uh, since we don't have spectator mode, there will be no spectator mode on on Twitch. So we could be the first. True. To offer that to it's our million, millions of viewers. Feature match, feature match potential. Exactly. Um, the problem is the problem with Blevins and I playing against each other though is we're both just playing Teemo decks. <laughs> hey. <laughs> About that's the, that's an that's a mirror match I will tolerate. The win condition is not actually killing, but you need to hit <laughs> six hundred. Uh, you need Some to get mushrooms. to six hundred mushrooms. If you kill your opponent Easy. beforehand, it's a draw, and you have to start over. Yeah, oh, man. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, I would play that. I think that maybe we should, we should make a tournament with those rules. Teemo should... tournament. <laughs> Teemo Teemo tournament. Teemo exactly. Team maybe maybe ooh. That that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pin in that and save that for a later discussion because yeah no I'm being dead serious like you think I'm joking I, but I'm being oh no no I'm I'm, I'm also now. being serious because I think that that will that conversation will tie into a uh, another topic Future that we're topic. gonna talk about future topic A little foreshadowing <laughs> here um, but uh, the last thing um, for your intro rune teradex that I wanted to just touch on is that. The biggest, and you, you kind of alluded to this, the biggest thing for me that, I mean, I, I stumbled upon you randomly as well is like probably from the rain ad or someone's retweet is like you just mm -hmm. had like you were, you know, these these types of accounts pop up in different games, but you're like the place that is watching the streams and like, hey, this is the deck that uh, uh, that rain ad was running. This is the deck that Tides of Time was running. And like, here's mm -hmm. the list. it's like, boom, 
I can go to your I can go to your Twitter and just see the decks. It's like right. super straightforward. It's exactly what I'm looking for, especially when a new a new set, a new game, or whatever is coming out. So really cool um, that you are uh, that you're doing that. Right, and that's exactly what I wanted to do. Because in Hearthstone, I was all about, you know, I was pretty much the laziest Hearthstone <laughs> player. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. I I that only play Zoo. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I challenge you because, like, I have about ninety percent of my gameplay was the Zulok, and the reason was because it's a very proactive deck. So mm-hmm. I don't even need to know the other decks. I just go fix. Oh, yeah, just do your own thing. Right, you go face or you trade profitably. That's all you have to do. You know, you this. don't you don't even you don't even have to play around like a turn four Hellfire. Like I'm right. not sure if that's a thing these days because I stopped playing Hearthstone about a year ago. But you know, like even if there were like crazy AOE plays, like you don't even have to play around them, which is beautiful. Like I don't have to think. I just <laughs> play minions and go face. So exactly. So you know. All I did was just net deck aggro decks, and that's pretty much <laughs> the service that I want to offer to people like me. You know, people who don't have the time, but they need, but they want to win. So yep. they come, you know, come to my Twitter, get the best decks, and go face. Absolutely. I mean, I, I know I've, anyone who's listening to the show already knows that that's what I'm uh, going to be doing. But let's move on and let's get to some meat and potatoes here. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about. The open beta patch notes. Beta. Beta. Okay, so we are going, we're just going to run through it. So we're not going to go through every single thing. We'll probably go through a lot of the, there's a lot of stuff that's not necessarily game related. And of course, just check those out. Go to the at PlayRuntera Twitter. They tweeted them out. They tweeted them out there on the, you know, playingruntera.com. You can check mm-hmm. out the notes for yourself. So we're not going to go into everything, but they do uh, start off by saying, welcome to the Legends of Runeterra open beta. Let's dive into everything we're implementing to get you ready for blah, 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 blah. Nice, nice intro stuff. They've got some economy updates. Um, the TLDR on this, from what I was, uh, from what I gathered from reading them once so correct me if i'm wrong here they're adjusting the um the costs of things um they they have to change the price on things because they're going from rp which is what they were using before to coin which is a new currency Mm -hmm. that they essentially have to use because uh to future proof for mobile because they can't have there's rules of the Google Play Store. It's yeah. all boring stuff. They needed, long story mm-hmm. short, they needed to change it. So they sort of um, standardized that so that you're essentially for what is it like ten dollars getting a thousand coins or something like that instead of like for ten dollars getting like thirteen hundred and eighty-seven coins or something stupid like that. Yeah, it was. It was um, ridiculous. Are the values actually going down or mm-hmm. are they just adjusting the the rate? I think that the your buying power is staying the same. Okay. They just changed the rates and they adjusted the prices of things as well to reflect that. So I, from what I understand, there was no like increase in price or decrease in price. It was, they changed the currency. They standardized that currency so that you're not getting a weird amount and they changed the prices of everything to be proportional Mm -hmm. to that. Um, Yeah. And they did post a, whole article on that whole rundown that you can read as well um 
if you really want to go into uh, all that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm trying. To yeah, they they did reduce the the amount of coins you need for wild cards, though. Okay, so so that's good. Um, okay. Yes, we've updated coin prices, coin price points, and purchasing power. Mostly to align with standard, blah, blah, blah. They mentioned a bunch of stuff about different values with local currency. So I guess it's possible that you're going to get, I don't know, read the article and they'll explain it better than I'm going to anyway. And it's not super interesting, so I'm not going to go into it. Um, They changed some more uh, ratios. Um, They added an expedition token to level 10 vaults and uh, making sure it's a greater proportion of the rewards you get from expedition. So it seems like... They're pushing the expeditions a little bit more, and they're giving mm-hmm. you some more raw shards from the expedition so that you can essentially go through the funnel of play your expeditions, get your stuff, build your build your right. Up. Yeah, I think they got rid of the one champion that you get at the at level ten for your weekly vault in yes. exchange for the expedition token, which is a win for us if you do have the time to commit these you know, commit to these expeditions on a weekly basis. Yep. But since you do get a, you're guaranteed a champion. Mm-hmm. So depending on how well you play, you will get additional shards. So yeah, it's, um, I think it's, it's a better, it's, it's a good change. Yeah, I definitely want, they, it, it seems like they definitely want people to be playing. Uh, they want people to be playing the expedition. Like that's part of your game cadence, which Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we can we can take a second to talk about that because I know, um, I mean, this is almost kind of like a dichotomy between myself and and you, Saucy, is like you are heavily focused on constructed and constructed play, and I nice. am more focused on limited play in general for other games. So how 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 do you feel specifically about like, hey, you re- we we really want you like here here uh, we really want you to play expeditions and like you should really like them and play them and that's part of our uh you know that's part of our cycle and you're going to really want to play expeditions in order to get your collection built for me like i at at the start i don't mind a whole lot uh just cuz the expeditions are actually pretty fun mm-hmm. um I feel like as time goes on, I'm going to do what I always do in Hearthstone when I get free arena runs is I just start it and end it right away just to get the experience. <laughs> yeah. And like, I know I'll do that eventually because I limited just doesn't ever hold my attention span. So sure. I'll like, all right, I'll take this free token and just yeah. rush through real quick, lose a couple games and get my rewards. Even mm-hmm. if it's less, I just, my time I'd rather spend playing constructed. So I don't really mind, um, especially not at the start. I mm-hmm. think it's something like if they, if, expeditions don't ever change and they stay exactly as they are like what seven eight months down the road i'm probably like ah i'm I'm done yeah it um i mean i I, if i'm if it's anything like hearthstone or the relationship between like arena and constructed in hearthstone like i'm maybe never going to want to play arena again i love mtg Mm -hmm. draft but i do not like arena when when i like in the closed beta for hearthstone i played arena a lot to, like build my collection and like it was fun yeah. and like I had a point in time where I liked it a lot but I haven't played an arena run in Hearthstone in probably two or three years like it's yeah. it's been a long time and so what do you like about a uh, Hearthstone arena over MTG no I, I don't like Hearthstone arena oh like you don't MTG, okay, no, okay I like MTG I like MTG drafts Draft. a lot 
Okay. Okay. So what? So what do you like uh, about MTG over Hearthstone then? So the MTG is designed in a way, and the sets are designed in a way that is conducive to limited. So mm-hmm. they're their own ecosystem, and you know, I just, I mean, right now is a perfect example. We just got a new set, Theros uh, Beyond Death. Beyond Death. I was gonna say Theros Reborn or one of like Alara Reborn. Uh, Theros Beyond Death. We got that. That draft format is just like a completely new game. Like if you take out, if instead of treating, and I've kind of over the years kind of realized this or conceptualized this is like. Magic the Gathering in and of itself is not a it is a game, but it's not a game, it's a game system. And that game system has a lot of different games in it. And each draft set in a way is its own separate game. So like yeah. mm-hmm. it's like Theros Beyond Death draft is a different game than you know uh January twenty twenty standard, right? Yeah. Right, right. Um so but whereas uh, Hearthstone Arena was like Hearthstone Constructed is a different game and Arena is a different game but like mm-hmm. Arena in January 2020 versus Arena in June of 2020 is like has like a micro expansion to it rather mm-hmm. than it being a different game it's the same game mm-hmm. with a little mini baby expansion it's also like obviously simplified in a lot of ways there's not as much diversity a lot of the decks just feel the same it's just like mm-hmm. you're drafting a bunch of like mid-range stuff good good statted dudes and like bomb spells whereas like magic like i can build a very defined aggro deck i can build a very defined control deck there are depending on the set there's different like combinations and stuff that you can build and i think runeterra for what it's worth in the expeditions i've done feels a lot closer to mtg draft than it does to hearthstone in that way especially since Mm -hmm. like they're giving you the card packs like hey you pick your teemo you pick your you first pick a team out champion it's going to tailor that and like give you a better chance to like hey you can really go all in on this team thing which i yeah. think is the coolest thing about mm-hmm. um mtg draft and like sets like the first innistrad was just like one of the best sets ever and i know we're i'm going we're going inside magic here for anyone that doesn't know this they're probably not going to be as uh into this but basically like there's so many different like distinct archetypes that you could play in that set like you could play a mill your opponent a mill yourself an aggro deck a control deck a like mid-range like graveyard themed deck a like hate bears deck, like all different archetypes that you can play in draft yeah and they're all good um and that kind of is what runeterra it feels like at least initially yeah i think like since it does have the the whole aspect of continuing to build your deck it's got like the it doesn't it's like it feels like a different game mode right in expeditions and you're continually building upon it it almost has kind of like a it's not like it's not a roguelike but it has kind mm-hmm. of that like if you were playing slay the spire yes. where you kind of you keep adding on yes. to your deck and like slay the spire is one of my all-time favorite games and amazing it has game a similar feel to that so i like that about it it's since you do continually evolve it like i had mm-hmm. my very first draft i started off trying to play a noxus aggro deck and I ended up playing an ephemeral Shadow Isles like <laughs> mid range deck at the end. Like, yeah. and I it was just like that's just how it evolved. And so it's uh-huh. it's really cool how the decks can completely change. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I think it, I think that it's good. I I hope that my hope is that a that the expeditions are 
like they have the like meat behind them to like support a content creator like Crip who for what it's worth he is doing arenas I mean he's doing a lot of battlegrounds now but for years he's playing almost exclusively arena there's a lot of other players like that uh, mm-hmm. educated collins is another one that comes to mind but there's like arena specific hearthstone streamers mm-hmm. and like to me thinking about doing that is just like it's just like literally torture to me there's no ranked for it there's no <laughs> yeah. like you have everything there's yeah. no so there's really no reward to doing it there's not like it i i can't imagine i hope that there's something there's something behind uh, the expeditions, whether they're just so fun and entertaining and like the replay value is so great that you can keep doing them or there's some sort of rank or something behind it that like, right. I, I think that's on its the own. big one, the mm-hmm. ranked part. Cause it's just, there was, there was no competitive incentive mm-hmm. to, you know, train or practice in, right. in arena. So, you know, I think, I think that was blizzard's fault you know if they mm-hmm. even just a simple leaderboard or or yep. maybe like a like a qualifier or do something like a blizzcon event for arena players right that would bring in some great talent great content creator and maybe they can you know slowly evolve that area but but maybe not maybe they're thinking you know why push something that won't make them as much money right yeah yeah uh, I'm, I'm guessing that's their primary reason because mm-hmm. you know if you think about it as a company, you want all your players to play constructed and, you know, essentially give them your credit card, right? So, mm-hmm. so that's the issue. Hopefully, Riot kind of sees that as like, hey, we're different. We're not all about the money. We already have it. Here you go. Here's a competition. Here's a million dollar, you know, let you know, expedition event. Like, how mm-hmm. insane would that be, right? Yeah. That they would they would be the first of it, you know, first to do it. And here's your chance. I hope I hope they're listening. You know, like yeah. The bar has been set, and it's pretty low right now. So, Riot, <laughs> you guys can come in and really kick ass. You really can. Yeah. And I think uh, not to go, and I don't want to go too deep into this one because we do have a lot to talk about, but the the only other thing that leads me, that gives me a little bit of hope about uh, Runeterra expeditions versus even magic draft is that like if you look at the viewer numbers and like just the engagement if you watch like a pro tour uh when there's limited on or like a limited grand prix on twitch like no one cares like people don't Uh like watching it and i don't blame i don't blame people like unless you're like in and playing it like it's not an exciting thing to see you like I'm double blocking with my three two and my my four six and i blew him out with a combat Uh trick it's like it's kind of vanilla ish, right? Like, and you're not seeing mm-hmm. flashy cards. You're not seeing cool combos necessarily where like, I think Runeterra might be able to get that with the way that the deck construction and optimization goes. Um, they might actually be able to create a cool viewer experience, even at a competitive level where it's like, mm-hmm. wow, uh, you know, disguise toast has this insane, uh, Timo deck, and then you can see in between it, like, oh man, he got a second Timo. Like, it's insane. Yeah. Like, it can almost feel yeah. like, I mean, you can get things that you can't actually get in constructed, right? You can get three, yeah. you can get three houses, you can get our um, regions, you can get, um, you know, you can break the, the card limits, obviously. It's like, yeah. you can get crazier stuff than constructed. So, I think that's another hurdle that they need to that they need to overcome is like actually getting people from a viewer side engaged in uh, the limited format. But 
I'm sure we'll be talking about that throughout the course of the shows uh, in the future. But let's yep. move on here and talk a little bit about Ranked, which we got. Uh, we knew yep. that we were going to get uh, from mm-hmm. before, but now obviously we're uh, getting more confirmation. Not really any new uh, news here, just rank modes enabled. Once yep. you get to a certain level, you can't go below that level, et cetera, et cetera. Um, just, I mean, just thumbs up all around. I think it gets rid of that, uh, it's just like really bad feeling. Like it, in it's a way, ladder you, anxiety. it's ladder anxiety. And it's like, yeah, you, you always want to, you always want to feel like you should play and you shouldn't, you, you don't really want to like end a session being like, man, I would have just been better off if I didn't play at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like I would have, I would have been plus fifty points here if I just didn't play today, and that's a why did I queue those last two games? Right, and like, yeah, and like the the counterpoint is like, oh well, everyone's gonna be inflated. It's like, yes, because you can just get your fifty one percent win rate and and get to whatever the highest rank is if you play enough games. A, people still aren't going to do that, Um, and B, like if they have like a hearthstone legend or magic mythic point or like challenger where it's like, once you hit that mythic or legend or challenger, whatever you want to call it, then it's just like rank in terms of MMR. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe more people on average get to challenger than they would in, in hearthstone or in MTG, but like you're still challenger rank 48,237. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and the number one challenger player is still going to be the number one challenger player. doesn't matter. Like they didn't, you can't just play more and more games because you're going to start losing and uh, be lower and lower challenge rate. I, I think it's great. Yeah, I love it. So did they release information on how ranked points will be distributed? Because I'm curious about, like, no. like is there, you know, like, for example, win streaks? Or can you derank um, at the start of a division? They did say that you can't derank. So, like, once you hit, They'll pro- if they're going to go like they do it with League or actually I think they may have confirmed this like you do in League or TFT it's like Iron, Bronze, Silver, Gold, Diamond or Plat, uh-huh. Diamond, Grandmaster, Grandmaster, Challenger if they keep uh-huh. that once you hit and there's usually like you get to Plat and then you're Plat 4, Plat 3, Plat 2, Plat 1 then you get to Diamond what they've said is that once you hit one of those ranks you can't go below so like once you hit Plat right, you're okay. Plat for the rest of the season okay so technically you can climb with less than 50 percent yes okay interesting so kind of like hearthstone yeah yep yeah we don't know about win streaks yet we don't know if we don't know how if it's like um we don't know if it's going to be like lp based where like you can win and get plus 10 lp and lose and get minus 15 or something like that we don't know um we're going to find about find out about more of that tomorrow but for now like just thumbs up for me like if it artificially inflates like i don't like that Mm. doesn't affect me i don't care if there's more diamond players i'm glad because people are just going to be happier and want to play more and like at the end of the day if there's anything competitive in a tournament it doesn't matter what your rank yeah (laughs) right that would be nice that would be nice i do have some speculations though because they did change the the win to loss ratio is about two to one right 200 to 100 uh, in terms of XP, mm-hmm. uh, so yes. that could encourage very, very aggressive decks because yeah. you know losing is oh well you know if you're just you know especially early on because everyone's goal is to 
you know, just acquire cards. Well, they're gonna, did you they're see gonna, mm-hmm. how they have the diminishing returns for XP rewards now, though? I don't know if you saw. I, yeah, they do. Not, I have to look into that. So how yeah. does that work? So basically, you get more experience for your first four wins of the day, and then after eleven to fifteen wins, you get into a bracket where you only get one hundred and fifty XP per win. Sixteen to twenty wins, you get a hundred per win. Twenty-one to thirty, you get fifty, and thirty-one plus, you get like minimal. Okay, interesting. Wins, so not games, right? Yep, wins. Because yeah. you also okay. get experience per losses, and those also have diminishing returns. Really? Yeah. The, okay, that's so. Really interesting. I mean, to your point. Uh, decks you do like you still can play an aggro deck and have it be faster and like uh-huh. get to yep. those uh thresholds quicker um but they i think they estimated in the article it's like you're basically able to play for like on average like three hours before you're going to start seeing the diminishing returns yeah and by those okay numbers, so is it like, limited by time or is this no by, is this like a daily thing it's it's daily it's daily, daily. And, and they okay. estimated like based on the number of games that you would play Okay. Like after three hours, you're gonna be like you're gonna start getting into the diminishing returns, like on average. Um, right, right. But hmm, after, so like after, if you win your first 30, 30 games 30. and then lose your next twenty, your fifty first game, you're not gonna get any experience. But that's a lot of games. In a that's day. a lot. Yeah, that's it's a lot of games in a day. So. Um, I think for the most part, you're going to be getting experience. A, a right. I, I think that's fine because this is XP, you know, ranked, yeah. so, right. That's fine. Yeah. Cause we do want to, you know, we don't want the, the hardcore grinders to just collect so much that when set two comes out, you know, they have enough shards and, you know, enough cards or wild cards to be fully equipped to just destroy mm-hmm. everyone. So mm-hmm. it, so it might be, it might be a good thing because, that's the that's the kind of problem Hearthstone had, right? Like, mm. uh, you kind of have to be a pay-to-win player, you know, especially during 100%. the early parts of the expansion. It's like if you don't drop fifty dollars, you're fucked. Yep. So, or if you only drop fifty dollars, <laughs> yeah, right. Only exactly. Like I, that was my problem. fifty dollars per month. So yep. you yeah, know, I, I did not have complete decks. So mm-hmm. and that's that's like you only spent a hundred dollars, you're still a free-to-pay player. Like right. sorry, it's, it's just it's silliness. Yeah. It, it it was silly. Yeah, so definitely, um, I think it's good because yeah, they need to put those limits on there. Pro- they probably legally need to put those limits on there, or at the very least, ethically <laughs> need to put those yeah, limits ethically. on there. Yeah, ethically, exactly. <laughs> um, and they were lighthearted about it. I think they said something to the effect of uh, <laughs> once you get to that point, if you've gotten 31 wins, like just uh, like uh, go go do something else like play tomorrow. yeah they, i mean 31 wins is pretty ridiculous right if you're well, like what's an average game like 10 10 15 minutes yeah right so they, they basically uh, said you're not it, the only people who are going to be air quotes here punished for playing a ton uh in terms of experience and diminishing returns are people who are playing like nine plus hours a day Right, right. So, but but in Hearthstone, they capped the the, the gold rewards at did. thirty wins as well, too, right? Mm-hmm. And I would hit that like almost every day. So, hmm. Yeah, they, they implemented a maximum. <clears throat> What's that? Okay. They implemented a maximum that you could get for uh, gold a day. Yeah, yeah. They, I, I think I, it was thirty wins, right? Like that's what I recall. I remember, like, I oh, I hit so. my yeah, thirty wins. Gold. I should stop playing. Three hundred gold. Yeah, and I mean, I think that that's just a. a that's just something that they're going to do is not 
incentivize people to play 80 games a day um which i mean at the end of the day like the experience only matters so much and if you're the person that's playing that's hitting your 30 wins a day like is the experience really holding you back i don't think so um overall i mean i think it's good i think um like yeah like like i said even if it does inflate rank and maybe gives people gives people a lot of experience like i think that's fine um truth Yep. We got friends list, chat, and challenge. That's not new. Uh, it's all stuff we talked about last week. Boards and guardians. Uh, we talked about the guardians, but the, I guess the names of the board, sixth region inspired boards, Hall of Valor, Reckoners, Arena, Ice Pick Peak, Cliff Top Monastery, Hextech Lab, the Cursed Ruins. Um, I don't think we got any... Um, I don't think we got any insight as to any bundles or anything to buy these. Mm -hmm. I think they're just, what is it? Did they say Mm -hmm. how much they were? Five bucks each or something like that? So we don't even know how much. I I didn't see it. What, the the starter? Any of these uh, boards and guardians. Oh, the boards. Yeah, I have no idea. I I think someone may may have leaked it or found it, but uh, I mean, we're just going to find out tomorrow, so I'm not going to bother looking at leaks. Um, But yeah, I mean, we talked about it last time. Saucy, I think you you said you're either a a, a normal Poro or a T Hex. Is that T Hex? Right? Yep. Yeah, I'm on T-hex. I'm on Team Hex. Yeah, as you're I've on been you're it. on Team Hex. I'm uh I'm Gromp I'm Gromp Gang. Dex, yep. where who what guardian are you uh, thinking you're gonna? I think I chose the the little dinosaur. I forgot which that which one oh, that was. Oh, another T Hex. Another Team Hex. Oh, yeah. man. Dex is joining me on Team Hex. Gotta get, gotta get that. Any Gromp? I mean, it's adorable. Any, it any Gromp Junior gangs in, uh, in chat? Show your support for. Just Gromp join Jr. me, everyone. Team Hex. We're always it's taking Gromp. more people. Oh yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> there <it is. laughs> we made it this far without me spamming that. Um, okay. <laughs> now we talk about the meat and potatoes champion changes. Yeah. And the first one is a biggie. This is a Nivea. Anivia, yeah. Anivia is going from a six to seven cost. Power is going from four down to two. Health going from three up to four. Um, old text, uh, basically, um, now Anivia can block, and yep. her uh, she d- she only levels up when you're enlightened, which means you have ten uh, ten mana. Managems. Worthless. Managems. Yeah, and. Uh, the leveled up version is equivalent. The egg also only transforms back into Anivia if you're enlightened. Yep. So, a but big the egg change. can now block. Wow. Op. Um, the the comment from Riot here is based on internal testing. The first two the first two preview patches we found Anivia was in a pretty bad spot, especially when players went all in on building their deck to exploit her strengths. Thanks for that, Saucy, by the way. I know that was you. Uh, with your Shadow Isles and Nivea deck. <laughs> uh, often, often she could be leveled up with almost no chance for the opponent to interact. Thanks again, Saucy. Uh, with these yes, changes, no. we're preserving her copy <laughs> size sacrifice synergy while giving opponents a more consistent opportunity to react. Also, by re- reworking her to fit into an Enlightened deck, we think she'll have a clearer role as a control slash ramp finisher. Not bloody likely. Uh, finally, we've heard feedback that Anivia's design felt a bit automatically, particularly in her inability to block. So we've removed that trait and adjusted her stats to support both an ice wall feel and a roadblock style play, st- 
roadblock play style that better synergizes with her abilities. Mm-hmm. Stinker. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I have a, so Anivia was my favorite card in the game um, mm-hmm. for both closed betas. And I played a lot of Anivia. Um, I have multiple YouTube videos with Anivia decks. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, so it really is Saucy's fault. It could be. It, no, it is um, in great part. Stop, no, dude. no. <laughs> I believe it. Um, Wait, Riot, is it no, Saucy's but... fault? Oh yeah. Damn it. <laughs> no, like so it's a huge, it's a huge, huge, huge nerf, right? It's the biggest nerf of all the patch changes. Yes. Um the in only total. light of the end of the tunnel that I have for this is these are not permanent changes that stay on the card forever, like if it's mm-hmm. Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. Like if they see that literally not a single person plays an Anivia ever on ladder, they're like, okay, maybe we change some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's just crazy because this is the first card, at least the first nurse we've seen, I mean talking like the game's actually out, but that has so many various different buffs or different nerfs and yes. changes to it. Yes. Like it's one they took the power down, they increased the mana, then they took her level up ability, like her recursion off as well. And it's right. just like, that's insane. Yeah. They definitely went very far on the nerf side, which is interesting because we, we had seen them specifically kind of not do that. Yeah. Where it was mm-hmm. like, uh, we're going to nerf it a little bit and then we're going to tweak it a little bit in another spot, which they mm-hmm. like technically did here, but it was like, we're going to nerf it like, if we're just going by like arbitrary levels, we're going to nerf it down three power levels and we're going to tweak it up a 0.5. Yeah, exactly. And like, this isn't and like, I also could see, uh, we haven't really seen it as much. I don't know if we've seen it at all in Runeterra yet publicly, at least um, like we've seen reworks and this is like a pseudo rework, mm-hmm. but it was like, again, they didn't, they didn't give Anivia the, like the extra oomph to actually put her at playable. It's like, Right, they could right. have taken off one, if not two, of these nerfs, and I think it would have been yeah. all right. Even um, if they just like took the power down and raised her mana, but left her egg recursion the same, I think it would have been completely playable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not as good. Obviously, it would have been a huge nerf, but like the just making it where she only levels up with enlightened is so bad. <laughs> it's just so yeah. bad. Yeah, I mean, she comes out later. She's bad. She's actively bad for a three like turn it's it's her being a two four for seven is not that good of stats yeah (laughs) it's it's tough um i mean the egg like i i get that they like probably don't want her to be like that that ice wall like they said we're like but that's impenetrable and like from the time that you play it it's like well aggro just concedes now Mm -hmm. um which i could see it being because she can just attack and like she gets to attack, she gets to essentially nuke their board for one, no matter what. If they, if she, even if she chump attacks, she's coming back as the egg next turn. Um, <laughs> I could see that being super, super annoying, especially if they kept the cost the same. But this, I mean, it's still, she still has a strong ability in the super late game. I'm just not <laughs> sure, A, if this is better than other control finisher options. And B, if that style of like draw go go to the super super late game is actually a viable strategy in the meta of Runeterra right now. Yeah, we'll have to see. But uh, yeah, definitely one that I, I I have the same sort of um, glimmer of hope as you saucy that like maybe we see Anivia get no play whatsoever and she's terrible, so they can 
you know, reevaluate those changes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Next. Well, one, I just wanted to comment, like oh, yeah, yeah, one yeah. really cool thing about Riot is um, they're making big changes, so they're not scared. You know, like yeah. one of my biggest problem with Blizzard was like, if they make a change, it's always just one or two cards and meta is, it doesn't really shift the meta, like something like this. You know, imagine every update, you know, changes as many cards as this, as, you know, as erratic as this, um, that, that will force the meta to constantly change. So yeah. I'm excited to see how, how this will develop where, yeah. you know, maybe they want to constantly crush the, the, the dominating deck. They want players to tinker around with different types of archetypes. Mm. So, so if they continue to make these big types of changes where players are forced to adjust, might not be a bad thing. So it does suck for Anivia, but definitely excited in like how almost devastating these nerfs are where it's forced mm-hmm. to, like you said, you're playing a different game almost, you know, yep. like that's how yep. it feels like when you're playing Anivia. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited for the future updates. Cause I, I expect some amazing buffs, some, you know, devastating nerfs and that will, you know, constantly change the game. So we'll see. Yeah. And I mean, there's a deeper discussion there as well, but we'll, we're, uh, we don't want to have a five-hour episode, so we'll go into into that at a different time. Let's talk about Ezreal. Uh, I'll let you talk about this one, Saucy, because I know Ezreal. I mean, I love Ezreal, too, but I know Ezreal. I was going to get an Ezreal tattoo. So (laughs) I would actually, so side note, I actually would, like, he's closest to one that I would get if I was going to get a League of Legends tattoo because Ezreal was my old main (laughs) in, uh, in, like, 2010, like, no joke. Been in a long That's time. Amazing. I love his attitude. I love him so much. Who needs right. a map? Yeah, he's so good. So uh, before I get way sidetracked about like the 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 new League of Legends like trailer with him, anyways. So oh, that was sick. By the way. Uh, sick. So Ezreal got a change um, to his level two ability. So this is a strange one because we saw a rumor unconfirmed change about this, and then mm-hmm. the confirmed change happened. So. Uh, there was talk that, so when he levels up, um, he's got Nexus Strike. He used to create a zero-cost fleeting mystic shot. Mm-hmm. And he also has the ability, when you cast a spell, it deals two damage to the enemy Nexus. So what they did is they changed it to where, instead of the mystic shot is zero mana, it's still a fleeting mystic shot, but mm-hmm. it costs two mana, like regular. Yeah. Um, the rumor was going to be that it wasn't going to be fleeting anymore, but that seems like it did not make it to their final um, implementation. Right. Yeah, um, I mean, just a straight up nerf to Ezreal. Yeah, it it, it was going to be a burf, but now it's just a straight up nerf. <laughs> yeah. um, I personally still think that he's good enough. I don't think that nullifies the card altogether. Mm-hmm. Like he's still a finisher in any PNZ spell slinger deck that you're playing. Um, like every time you cast a spell, you're you play stupid puff caps and you you know dome them for two as well. Mm-hmm. It's pretty strong. Um, and I mean, it was very powerful before. If you got to attack with a transformed Ezreal, there's a very small chance of you losing that game. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I lost a game where I was able to flip an Ezreal and he attacks. So I get it. Like zero cost spells are tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not, I'm not super opposed to it just because coming from other card games, like Hearthstone specifically, zero cost spells are what always warp the meta. Oh yeah. Um, and so something costing zero is always something to be afraid of. Soulfire. 
yeah, exactly. Zero cost. Or I mean, but... think of in Magic too, right? Any any <laughs> card that you have that doesn't yep. cost mana to play, you could say take ten damage and do something for zero mana. That card's still going to break the game, right? It, it it doesn't even matter what it does. I mean, it certainly could. Um, the other part of that is that also static abilities that just deal damage to your opponent when you're going when you do things that you're going to do anyway yeah. also a broken mm -hmm. thing that synergized quite well with zero mana spells um the yeah. other i mean the other problem with well, not problem with well, the other strength of ezreal is that a he's elusive b he's cheap c uh like he synergizes with so much like it it goes on and on like ezreal was a very pushed card uh and, they and he's super easy to level up like yeah. targeting eight enemy minions is not hard when you know, Piltover and Zahn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, uh, Riot says Ezreal's level up was slightly too consistent uh, at immediately ending game, so we wanted to add a bit more suspense to the is this it moment when it comes to hit and hits level two without impacting the over uh, his power level overall. Leaving the mana cost uh, on his fleeting mystic shot won't impact him early while keeping his late game spell singing a true display of skill. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, this just takes Ezreal from being a like super, super pushed champ to just a regular, very good champ. <laughs> yeah. And I think that like they talked about it a lot during when we got a lot of discussions in the closed beta, they want every champion to have a place and they want you to be able to play every champion. Mm -hmm. And before, like if you, the Ezreal versions of Piltover and Zondex were just better than all the other ones. Yeah. So you weren't seeing as many people playing with like Heimerdinger or Teemo. So now if Ezreal is tuned down to the same level as like Heimerdinger, maybe you'll see more varying different decks, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Which I like. Um, the next one, Vlad here, we won't go too much into. This is more of like a, uh, they just added a little bit of consistency. Uh, they changed his level up text to uh, level up. You've survived or you've had six plus other allies survive damage to level up. You've had six plus allies survive damage, which basically if you can cheat a second Vlad into play, it will trigger off of. Yeah, they'll trigger <laughs> off of each other. So yeah. um, or it will trigger off of itself. So just a slight, very slight buff um, mm -hmm. that makes it a little more consistent. But uh not not too much to talk about here. Um, the one that we will talk a little bit more about, because I think this is one of the most played champs, uh, period, especially when it comes to uh, Freylord, was uh, Trindamir, uh, who's uh, got a level two uh, nerf, um, and basically just got rid of... Um, he, he did have Overwhelm, Fearsome, and Tough when, when he leveled up, and now just has Overwhelm and Fearsome. So, I mean... <laughs> Okay. Still disgusting. Still disgustingly yeah, still good. Fair. Still yeah. very, very good. Um this I mean, this feels kind of like the same level of nerf that Ezreal got, where it's like yeah. and they say Trindamir had uh, a tad too Trindamir was a tad too difficult to deal with at level two and constrained the window of interaction to deal with him, especially when uh quote cheated out with Thresh or Ram spells. Removing tough should give mid range decks a better shot at interacting with him. Make the Barbarian King a bit less tyrannical in Expeditions. He was I an think absolute Expeditions monster. is a big thing. Yeah, he was an absolute monster in Expeditions. Yeah. I had two if of you him resolved him, you win, so right? Good. In an so Expedition, good. you can't, like, you don't lose if you get him out into play. Yeah. Um, and the, like, the problem is that he's big on the front end and trades or deals a bunch of damage and then comes back leveled up and was impossible Bigger. to deal with. Yeah. So uh, honestly, probably not a big enough nerf, but 
this is kind of this is what they want from him so yeah he was a big boy and it's pretty interesting that they're nerfing him because he was so powerful in expeditions yeah. mm-hmm. like that's like, i like that kudos it gives yeah. me hope for expeditions yeah it seems like riot is trying to invest a lot in to expeditions mm-hmm. so yeah a lot of cool the, stuff a lot of the things they're doing seem i mean like we mentioned before like hey the expedition is not just a completely separate thing it's part of the overall rune terror experience and we highly suggest yeah. that you play it guys i think it it adds to the to everything which i mean i agree yep um, um we we probably don't want to get into all this so there's 18 other balance changes <laughs> yeah um uh, some of them are just a they're more they're more expedition focused and like battlesmith yeah. got changed from a common to a rare which is literally just to change up how they uh divvy up the packs in yep. <laughs> in expedition um i mean you guys can read all of the uh you can read all the different changes but why don't uh, we each pick out uh, one or maybe two more if there's something crazy that we want to talk about, and then we'll we'll do that. And uh, I'll give you guys a second to pick, and I'll start us off uh, with the Avarosian Hearthguard, or Avarosian yeah. Hearthguard, uh, which is getting a health nerf from uh, six down to five. I mean, we already saw, right? He Avarosian Hearthguard got nerfed bef- uh, before too, right? I think. Uh, I believe so. I don't remember how. Maybe Did was she? he bigger, or is that a he? I think so. I think I that see is a, a he. I think I see okay. a there. Whatever that the heart card yeah, that, no, that's a manly face. I, I'm not going to assume in 2020. Um, <laughs> but they. Oh, uh, it might have been a rare before. I don't remember. That, that I remember um, there being something different, but it was a. I mean, a five six for five just in general is pretty good and good statted, but like. It was good to get out early. It's good. To, it like had stats to be there late. Like this type of effect, the when I'm summon grant uh, allies in your deck plus one plus one. Like that is a card in Hearthstone that is a legendary that costs six mana and is a four yeah. four. Yeah. Um, and it's a class specific right. legendary. So like this is just so much better than that, especially in freylord which has so many good like small drop like small value yeah. drops that like this mm-hmm. just was such a good card especially in expeditions too like i i i think you're right saucy i think he was a rare and he was just crushing actually those before expeditions but like because expeditions were coming it's like yeah this can't be a rare because it's just yeah too good i think if so tinfoil hat saucy mailman here mm-hmm. i think avarosian hearthguard is one of the biggest reasons that anivia got hit so hard mm-hmm. because one trigger of him at all at any point before you play an anivia is so backbreaking since True. like i think that's one of the reasons that they nerfed her stats so hard that makes sense yeah that makes sense i mean a five five for five with that effect is still gonna be good uh yeah he's like, still he's still great you still play him yep um you guys got uh, guys got uh, any I have picked? I have a, a few. So okay. I, these two I want to touch on together because um, let's continue the the trend of uh, nerfing Freljord. Uh, Catalyst of Aeons and Weirding Stones both got hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get it. They wanted to you know detune ramp a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so they basically reverted the uh, health change they gave Weirding Stones. So they moved it back from four to three. It's still three mana. And Catalyst of Aeons is up from four mana to five. Um, I think they're both reasonable changes. Like mm-hmm. Weirding Stones and Catalyst of Aeons were so powerful. You played, you played a full play set of each of them in most Frail Yord decks if you mm-hmm. wanted to play big stuff. 
Yeah, and again, this is another thing that us card players and longtime card players are gonna get need to get used to is like, man, ramping for one and healing for three for five mana, that seems so bad. But you get to bank up spell mana, so it doesn't yeah. really cost doesn't always cost five at the very least. Um plus like you get to do things to your opponent's turn, et cetera, et cetera. So um I mean that's still good. It's still like a reasonable card. You're healing. I mean, you're, you're ramping and you're healing. Those are things that you want to do in those like ramp control decks. So it's good. And weirding stones they mentioned is just like it, the four health versus three was just a really big, um, what did they say? They, they put it in a really good, uh, a significant break point for surviving like mm-hmm. through multiple combat phases. Um, yep. So they wanted to like not be not have weirding stones uh, always be able to like solidly block a me- like a reasonable sized uh, minion and and still survive. Yep, uh, I have one more that I I think is good and interesting. Uh, the rekindler got hit. Uh, I, I said bros. that this guy was gonna. I I said he was gonna get hit because he was so strong. Um, they just changed his power and toughness down from five to four. I think it's reasonable. You don't play him for his body ever. You're playing mm-hmm. him for his effect. Um, but something really cool is they changed the wording on the card as well to make Ooh. it not confusing and make no sense. So before it used to say, "When I'm summoned, revive a random uh, friendly allied champion with the strongest health," uh, and now it just says, "Revive the strongest allied champion." Yeah. yeah, it was the random strongest, and now it's the strongest. Right. It's like. <laughs> they uh they used um oh, what's that app that i keep getting ads for uh the grammarly they used grammarly yeah. on on their card finally um good up <laughs> any any card uh nerfs or buffs that stick out to you dex i'm very interested in boom crew rookie boom crew rookie. yeah i mean yeah. anything going from zero to infinite increase in power so yeah, I'm interested in how this, like, people will build some crazy decks around this, which I'm happy to net that once they're available, but mm. just the fact that I'm seeing a zero go to a one is is making me pretty happy, and it's a yep. it's an aggro card, so I see myself using this this one for two, two mana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good stats now. It's, it's given, given, more, uh, given yeah. more tools, to, uh, possibilities for the Teemo aggro deck. Right. I like it. Exactly. I like anything that goes to the nexus because mm-hmm. less thinking so definitely well, a fan of the boom crew yes rookie. what's crazy about that too is that we saw what eight piltover and zon cards get buffed yep. uh minions specifically so they buffed just like the suite of pnz minions mm-hmm. um yeah i think overall a lot of those changes are good um plaza guardian is an interesting one where they're just getting a plus one power plus one health buff um and that's like the uh you know if you're familiar with the giant cards uh this is basically uh what is it was it or sorry not giant golem or no some of them are giant some of them are gone. arcane golem i think was one oh, of right. yeah 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 cost one less for each spell you've cast this game that type of effect yeah, is, arms. yeah i really like those cards they are generally eight eights in hearthstone with this one's a six six but does have like pseudo first strike and I know I'm combining three yeah. games now. Um, so yeah. just like that, I mean, they gave, they gave some aggro threats to PNZ. They gave like, this is, you know, I guess technically could be an aggro, like a spell heavy aggro deck, uh, but also mm-hmm. it's like a control finisher type card. Um, so I, I like that a lot. The last card that I want to talk about specifically is actually cloud drinker. 
Yeah. Um, and not necessarily because this card, you know, right now was the most broken thing ever and that they're nerfing it down into oblivion. Um, they're changing its changing its health from seven to five, which I don't think is super relevant, but they're changing um its old uh its old text was your burst spells cost one less and then enlightened they cost two less instead and now they got rid of that enlightened part so it's just always your burst spells cost one less no matter what and it's not three five seven three seven uh i bring this up because they mentioned specifically cloud drink is a dangerous combo piece but it was doing too much uh, uh they're talking about the health uh we're also removing the super effect at enlightened which was risky long term um, and they say potentially enabling infinite slash game ending combos without offering much to existing enlightened strategies. That line there, I think, is one of the biggest insights into the game and the philosophy behind the game that we've gotten in total since the initial preview of the game. Yep. They don't necessarily want infinite or game ending combos in the game. So if we're thinking of splinter twin and magic or, uh, sir, infinite. So technically yeah, the infinite, um, the snip snap decks yeah. before they got nerfed where it's like literally infinite. Like you win the game on the spot, uh, in Hearthstone, you need APM, but in magic, you, especially tabletop magic, you just make infinite and you win on the spot. They mm -hmm. are taking a stance against that, yeah. at least now. Um, and, like, it doesn't even do it now. They're like, in the future, this could enable game-ending strategy. So on the one yeah. hand, they don't want that. But on the other hand, like, now they can they can print some more powerful burst spells and, like, cheap burst yep. spells that, like, they don't need to worry about uh, breaking the game because of Cloud Drinker. Yeah. It, it, like you said, it it's a nod to them, like, it does by changing this now. It's not affecting where they'd have to limit design space for cards in the future, mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's really smart. And I like that. Yeah, I just like I want like I like the ability. I like there being infinite combo decks or like combo decks that win in that style. Um, but I understand for literally even like server load reasons why they don't want infinite loops going off. Like I remember there are some things you could do in Hearthstone where you literally would break the game. <laughs> like you would literally <laughs> crash the game. Um, so they don't want they that. They want to protect the noobs. Yeah. Cause I remember when I was playing magic, like mm -hmm. what really made me quit was that dumb infinite loop deck. And you don't even know, like I'm just sitting there and I'm like, all right, maybe, maybe I could do something in a little bit, but no, and you find out yeah. through time. You, know, you just wasted an hour, and I just leave. And then, yeah. you know, there's no way for me to figure that out. Right. And then the guy would like, you know, try to add me and and talk shit and be like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, <laughs> I, "I don't know. I didn't know like I'm supposed yeah. to concede. Like I never give up." Right. So yeah. I, I think it's really it. right. Like I think it's a great thing because like that that was the killer for me in Magic, mm -hmm. and I'm sure they've seen that you know, within magic and they're like, no, we don't want to do that to mm -hmm. our new players. Cause they, they will, they will quit like I did with magic. So yeah, people do hate non-interactive infinite combo decks, but also it people love them. But yeah. So on the one hand, they are, are thinking of that, but on the other hand, I'm thinking about them thinking about that. And all I need to do now is just make more <laughs> copies of cloud drinker. Can't <laughs> stop me. Right. I'm yeah. still doing the infinite combo. Do Get them out of here. Do they stack uh, the, the the 
the uh, the uh, spell yes. cost it, reduction. Okay. There's nothing that leads me to believe that it wouldn't. So they do. Okay. So just play three cloud drinkers and you're good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or make, well, that was make the problem before. Like if you have two of these guys out before, it's like that's four less on your burst spells. So. Right. Mm -hmm. Kind of nuts. Yeah, it was like reasonable insane. to get extremely reduced cost stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Like, I, if they leave it possible and maybe sometimes good, which is kind of like what magic does, like, there's always, like, there's almost always some sort of infinite combo that you can do, yeah. but it's you like a five it. card, 10 mana, perfect hand, super easily disruptible combo. That's not mm -hmm. good, but that one time you get it, you get that awesome 100K YouTube video. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it must feel good, right? Like doing someone like uh, if I wanted that deck so much, and then I try to craft it, and oh wait, I can't. Yeah, it's gonna cost me a thousand dollars. So yeah, they also don't want like there to be something where you have to like have APM and like a bunch of actions because like I played the like, or I actually didn't play it myself, but I saw actually in the chat who's someone who's in the chat right now rod johnston was playing a snip snap combo deck and like sometimes like either he or his opponent just like you just like the game doesn't let you do it fast enough to yeah. like get infinite uh -huh, and it's like right, well right. if i was in person i'd just be like okay i can simulate 10 million iterations of this and you're dead and we get right, to go on right. where it's like nope i'm gonna keep doing it and sometimes the animation yep. doesn't work or your computer blips and it's like they don't want that. It's, um, it's like but, that priest board deck where you can like buff your board. Yeah. Like right, I, I forgot what it was called because yeah. I don't know what Snip Snap is, but it sounds like it's the same it thing. Like that priest deck, yeah, yeah same exactly. Yeah, no thanks. No one wants that. Yep, 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 yep. Um, but yeah, were there any other cards that you guys wanted to talk about before we uh, to a little... not card specifically, but we should talk about the changes on the bottom here. Let's do it. So there's a couple big changes. Um, one really big change is they actually made a key for ready your attack. So it's now called rally. Mm -hmm. So any of the cards before that said ready your attack, that's super wordy. So they just made it rally. Rally. Uh, so if you see something that says rally, gives you that attack token. It's oh, good to know. Mm -hmm. Get your rally caps on. Yeah, that would have yep. confused me. So, okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, another, this is kind of like a pseudo buff to cards themselves, but, uh, so cards that you can now play with a full board of units, the ravenous butcher, ancient crocolith, and the Navori cons uh, conspirator. You can now play those even if you have a full board of units. Oh, and those are ones that you need to sacrifice a unit yeah. to play them. Okay. You have to sacrifice guys to That's play awesome. them. So before, if you had, you know, a full board, you couldn't play the crocolith cause you have to sack two guys, but you're like, but I need the board space, like it was an infuriating thing. Right, you need like, like I was exactly three units out yep. to get value, or, or else exactly. Like, so it made that card not even playable because right. like, oh, I can't do this. So they they've changed that as well. That's awesome. Um, yeah, really good uh, quality life and technically a burf. Actually, not a not yeah. a burf, just a buff. Technically a small yeah, it's buff. A buff. <laughs> um, they did also change play uh, to summon on a couple of units uh, and can now be profitably cloned, resurrected, etc. So, like, this is another. I mean, this is another bigger discussion that we won't get into on this episode. But like in Magic, everything is very specifically worded and works out extremely logically via a set of puns of rules on the back end. <laughs> so like yeah. when something mm -hmm. says enters the battlefield, you know exactly what that means. 
and how that interacts with basically everything else from the beginning of time with this, some yep. with some exclusions. In Hearthstone, it's almost exactly the opposite. Where like sometimes <laughs> summoned works uh on certain things and like it does if it gets put into play directly does that count as summoned if it gets resurrected sometimes does that count as, sometimes it does it depends <laughs> on the card you never yeah. effing know so yep. i'm glad that we're getting something like this at least a little bit with runeterra because that i mean just my mind as a as a long time magic player is built in that like evaluates rule sets in that way of like this says a specific thing it says player now it says summon and that means that when it comes into play regardless of how it came into play this summon effect is going to trigger not like oh well you have to summon technically only triggers when you play it from your hand by paying its mana cost and like if that's the case that's fine but i need to know what that means at all times yeah um and now they're like cleaning that up a little bit so yep i think that's good very good in fact Um, yes sir are there any other ones down here in the bottom that are um, interesting? There's some text updates. There's yeah, a rarity there's a shift. Of stuff. Bug yeah. fixes, blah, blah, blah. Um, attack and initiative icons. Um, they're saying something we've consistently heard during the preview patches that our UI widgets uh, for round initiative and attack token were a bit too confusing. Swords everywhere. So we've combined them into a single new widget located in place of the old attack token. So our old, old attack token is now different. Initiative icons, the swapping sword and shield that were removed from the board and replaced with a new indicator under the attack token. Attack token near the mana dial has received updated visuals and now also indicates round initiative. So we're getting a little bit of a UI uh, difference. Yep. Um, champion visibility is basically we're going to be able to see what champions are in your opponent's deck pre-game as well as being able to see them in in-game deck inspect is uh lets you additionally click on a champion's portrait to see the card text and associated cards so now hey what the heck does i know they have garen in their deck i don't remember what he does now you can actually do that and look and yeah, see like and like what's uh what's garen's spell if he has a he has a garen in play and he has another one in his hand what does his spell mm-hmm. actually do now we can check that which is huge and awesome yeah. um mm-hmm. And you can also now champions that make level up progress from your deck like Ezreal or Hecarim now pop up to show both players when the progress is being made toward their level up. So now kind of like how um, uh, Cthun or Galakrond in Hearthstone works or like when yep. you invoke Galakrond thing pops up and like makes an animation. It's like, oh, they invoked Galakrond. We know what that we know something happened. Yeah. Um. So, definitely good. I think it's good. Yeah. Just quality of life stuff. Really good quality of life stuff. And yeah. At the end of the day, the, our quality of life is is very important. It's everything. Um. Besides that, there's just miscellaneous. There's some known issues and some bug fixes that we won't go over. But that's that's like that's it in a patch or the a patch in a nutshell. Um. Yeah. Overall, as a is there anything else that you guys want to talk about in terms of the patch? Uh, no, I was just going to say, uh, if you do want, we created some, uh, visual oh, infographs uh, of we, the, you, you made them <laughs> I'll take us as a, us as a unit, uh, the saucy mailman unit. No. So I made some infographs oh, yeah. that, have all of the, that have all of the changes, <laughs> uh, they're on our discord and our, uh, Twitter. So if you want to see them 
visual because I'm a visual person, mm-hmm. so I had to physically see them myself. So that's why I made them. So for me, and so I gave them to all of you. Yes, we got them. nice. Um. Okay. So last thing I wanted to talk about a little bit before we get going here is a topic that was brought up um, by Riot Gene on Twitter. And he said, uh, with the uh, Runeterra beta starting back up tomorrow, today if you're listening to Podcast World, or yesterday, or sometime in the past if you're listening to this in the future. Hello, future. How is it? Uh, what type of coaching, stats, and uh, other helper applications do you want to see developers build? Um, and one, I'll, I'll start with this question because I think it's a super interesting one because it's like it's not – it's not uh, so the, the 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 pairing to this is that uh, actually it wasn't actually involved in the patch notes, but I I noticed this randomly outside of that. Um, Rune the Runeterra team or Riot actually released the API for um, yeah Runeterra. So like if you're a developer mm-hmm. or someone that makes apps or um extensions or whatever like you have access to the runeterra api and like i'm not technically savvy like that so i don't know what the limitations of that are but like you've they gave it to us as a community uh to do that and that's the sort of the first part of this um is that like it is out there what types of things do you want to see developers build and the i mean obviously we um have mobilytics which is was the you know the the forefront of it they have the the deck tracker um and they've done some statistical analyses as well of of like deck win rates and whatnot um but for me outside of that i think one of the biggest things um for me is i mean just being able to see sort of like like the obvious things like being able to see like what are the what are the meta decks what what is winning what are the most um you know what's the most winning deck out there but like also because um be, because there's so many different champions and whatnot like what are not just like the deck archetypes but like what are the i don't know it, it it's kind of th- cuz i feel like you could go more granularly than just like oh this is you know, this is P and Z, Noxus, Aggro. Like, it can be, like, th- what is the Teemo versus Vladimir matchup? Or, like, what does mm-hmm. your deck look like? Like, or, or what cards pair with what champions, maybe, is another way of doing it, too. Because, like, yeah. you can run a Noxus P and Z deck and have Teemo. And if you have Teemo and Draven um, and Jinx or something, like, your deck is going to look different if you than if you have that same region but you have different champions. So like yeah. Teemo is obviously most likely coming with the um with the uh puff cap package. So like maybe cards that like go with with those uh with those champs. I don't know, something like that would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, anything with extra data and extra t- statistics like I know I'm a big data guy and I know a lot of card players, I mean, are as well. They're, mm-hmm. This is essentially a strategy game. So like anything that has extra stats, like things, I think things that are interesting are like win rate, when drawn, win rate, when played on yes. cards. Stuff so like, like if like you're HS saying, replay has. exactly stuff like that, I think is really big, especially if you are 
like if you're trying to grind and you make it to those top challenger ranks, those are the kind of stats that kind of help you set yourself apart from mm -hmm. the competition as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think another one um, is like underrated cards. So yeah. like our underrated champions, that's like, yeah, so this champion has a really low play rate, but has a really high win rate or something like that. Or like high win rate at... Um, High win rate at Challenger, but low win rate at whatever, um, bronze or whatever. So yeah. something that's like really good if you know how to use it. Stuff like that is interesting. Um, I don't know if this goes into the developer and API style or side of it, but like if there's something that we can pull the results of uh, friend matches from, I'm thinking logistically, hmm. like if we can track your wins and have that pull, push to a tournament bracket or something outside a client, like yeah, that would be super helpful. Or being able to like run a tournament outside a client and then just you know link. And again, if the if this if this is something that's not possible with the API, forgive me for just not knowing. But like I'm thinking yeah. like you can if you can link your account to some your your. LOR account to something to a website like whatever tournament website you want and like it will track your game that you play against other person who's in this tournament that you both signed up for and like just pull the win or loss and keep that record and progress you through the tournament yeah. like that and like automatically being able to automatically add your friend like the friend if that's how it has to work like add the friend to be able to play them or be able to play them in game without actually taking up a friend slot something like that. <sighs> Would be awesome. I mean, the obviously the the best thing would be if they just had an in-game tournament client. But if that's not mm -hmm. possible or something that they're not doing now, like having those functionalities, uh, being in the game or being able to be done in the game outside of it would be would be big for. I know at least some of the plans and things that we're brewing uh, on our end to be able to do. Right, that's like my one biggest wish if they have an in-game tournament client and. For two reasons. Uh, one being it'll really put content creators to push, you know, mm -hmm. tournament content, which I think people would love to see. And two, so that would also allow casual players to compete, you know, at a certain level, you know, mm -hmm. maybe yeah. based on their MMR, you know, at least get them to the first step. Whereas like, for example, Hearthstone, if you want to be competitive, you've got to be at least a legend player go out to a local hearthstone gathering or something and you know it's 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 it's, it's a lot of steps mm -hmm. if we can lower the the barrier to maybe you know maybe we can allow them to compete uh, within the client it's something like what artifact did i think that's the yeah. one thing that they did right which was their yep. in-game tournament that Absolutely. was really clean exactly and it was really fun right so right if you're watching please take that feature because so that's the one thing that they do right. And, and um, I think we could benefit a lot from it. Mm -hmm. And in terms of like API, like one thing I want to mention as well too is what I'd like to see is anything that will decrease the skill gap. Because uh, one thing that I saw when I used to work in the online poker industry mm -hmm. was the, the game was beautiful when everyone was terrible. <laughs> where even the best player just was like at a 52% win rate. Sure. Nowadays, you know, your 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 top poker players are like 
just gods. Yeah. They're just mathematical, just calculators. They're just like, you can't beat them. They will have a 60 to 65% win rate, meaning the, the losing player will have a 40 to 35%, right. you know, win rate, which means they will quit. Mm -hmm. So whatever they can do to diminish that gap, that's how you retain players. And, yeah. you know, one idea that I have is maybe like, um, maybe, maybe allow coaching, you know, maybe have, you know, in-game coaching, that would be something cool where, you know, you can be a coach and you can try helping out new players. Mm. Or another thing is, uh, trying to think, maybe like a, like a super AI that you can you can play against and it, and maybe at the end of the game it can give you like a review session or maybe a recommendation yeah. you know be like hey if you played this card your win rate based on our data would have went up by two percent mm -hmm. you know little things like that where you know they have the data you know why not yeah you know share that data and kind of steer the new players to the right direction because okay. even when a new player has all this data when they go to mobilitics or or hearthpone you know mm -hmm. they're not going to know what to do with that number yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Um, it makes me think that actually opens up my thought process on a lot of things. Because Mobilitics kind of, Mobilitics outside of Legends of Runeterra, their actual uh, Summoner's Rift League product um, uh -huh. is kind of like, like that's their, that's their proprietary thing is like their AI um, uh -huh. is like, gives you an analysis of like, hey, you were Jungle Roll and you were... Um, you know, you were not at the, you know, your gold was actually like 20% lower at 13 minutes than it should have been. You could do this, this, and this to increase that. And you didn't, you okay. should have gone for ganks at this point in time. Like it, it, I don't know. I have no idea how it does that or anything. And actually, um, without spoiling too much that I, I know mm -hmm. the founder of Mobilitics and, uh, we will probably get him on the show at some point. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not, I don't want to commit him to anything, but we'll probably get him on the show at some point um, to talk about what uh, he wants to do for Runeterra uh, or what their plans are um, and what they can do. But I think having like something like that, that maybe it's not, maybe it is an, cause like if you're playing, um, so for instance, if you take something, this isn't a real a real example, but like Avaros and Hearthguard, for example, mm -hmm. it's a five mana card. So it's like, okay, when I have five mana, just play it, right? Um, and if for that card specifically, it probably is correct to just do that when you get five mana, just play yeah. it. But like, say um, instead, if uh, you've got Avaros and Hearthguard, but like against the Jinx Draven deck, actually, when you have five mana, you want to be uh playing a three cost spell and hold up mystic shot and mm -hmm. you're like in you're going to win more games if you are doing that instead like mm -hmm. on on their turn five you need to have mystic shot to be able to kill their uh you know their five two or something like 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 mm -hmm. where like those those are two options right play your five drop five five or yeah your five drop five five or uh play hold up mana for a spell to counter something those are two options that come up and like depending on the matchup depending on um a lot of different factors both of those options may be correct in some points it might depend on your mm -hmm. board depending on their board those are the types of things that like pro players know because of mm -hmm. experience because they talk with other pro players because they like intuitively and over years you get that but like 
if there's an AI that can aggregate thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands of games and be like, hey, actually, you need to hold, you need to uh, hold your second Ezreal and not play the Ezreal Mystic shot. You need to hold that because in 60% of the games, your first Ezreal is going to die. And if you can play that second Ezreal, you're going to win 70% more often than if you cast yeah, right. it. Like super stuff like that. Like, And I don't even know the best way to, to display that data, right? Because it's like, you're looking through that and you're getting this huge paragraph of stuff. And it's yeah. like, I don't even know how to do that. And I don't know if that's possible. Again, I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if that requires more, but like if we're just talking about stuff that like coaching stuff, like that's the type yeah. of stuff where it's like, okay, I take out the, I, I'm, I'm, I'm ignoring the fact that it is AI and that it's based on, um, on that. Mm-hmm. And I'm running it through the, I want to ask my pro tour level friend or whatever, my, my I want to ask my pro player friend, what am I doing wrong with this deck? How mm-hmm. am I playing it wrong? They watch me play a game, and at the end they go, okay. So on turn eight, when you played um, when you played that Avaros, or on uh, turn four when you played your ramp spell, you actually needed to hold that ramp spell another turn, taking the hit so that you actually gain the three life and then ramp uh, a turn later, and you'd you'd have been better off. Mm-hmm. Super like like little things like that I think is in the long run going to be super helpful for people and something that would be really interesting. And again, may right. not may not be and, possible. And maybe <laughs> maybe Mobilytics will have the capabilities yeah. of doing so. They just don't have the 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 data sample size to pull that kind of, you know, granular, you know, coaching advice. Because right. like for example, let's say you're you're on turn five and you know you want to compare the win rate of playing this card over that card. Mm-hmm. You're going to need a lot of data to be able to calculate something, something that specific. Right. So initially, I don't think we'll see you know something like win rate based on different types of action. Oh yeah. But over time, like they should be able to get there. Like mm-hmm. you know, just a couple million games, you know, which I think could happen in you know less than a year. They like they should be able to give those kind of advice where they have the data sample size saying, Hey, you know, if you play card B, you know, like, let's say you playing card B a turn later will increase your win rate by yes. 2%, like mm-hmm. little things like that. Yep. You know, anyone will eat that information up. Right. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we have mobile If you're, if you're listening, yeah. get the best data scientists. I'm <laughs> sure they have great ones. So. They, they do. Um, I can just speak from knowing, uh, uh, knowing them for a long time. I, I've actually known them for uh, many years now. Two uh, weeks now. Oh <laughs> no! It, it, it actually has been a long time that I've known. Uh, uh, I've known them there. So it's um, awesome. There, there's my, there's my suggestion. Um, my thought process behind coaching stuff that could be done. That just help the noobs. Theoretically, that's, that's maybe could be done. Help the noobs, and then also help the like. Not pro, well, I mean, help pro players too, but like help the not necessarily pro, but like competitive player. Cause that's kind of where like I am. And I think a lot of content creators are where it's like, mm-hmm. I don't, I personally don't have aspirations or quite frankly, delusions that I'm going to be a pro player <laughs> and like get signed right. by an org and play in tournaments. That's not the life that I am that a, I want to live or B would be able to live that that's just mm-hmm. not me. But, like, I still want to play at a high level. Like, I still probably want to hit, like, Challenger or Legend or whatever it is because I've would i done that in Hearthstone. 
And like, I want to get better at the game. And especially since like, I'm also thinking of it from the lens of casting, having that information on the back end is going to help provide more color to the cast and right. make the cast. And tournaments. Better, so. that, that's why tournaments are yeah. amazing. You, Absolutely. It, it, it really, it helps create content for, for guys like you who don't want to compete, but maybe want to cast. Yep. So it's going to empower those guys. It's going to empower the viewers. It's mm-hmm. going to empower the, the competitors as well, too. It's... Yep. <clears throat> Right, please. <laughs> Rito yes. plus. That's all I gotta say. Please. Okay, so we have uh, reached quite possibly our end here. We're at ninety minutes. So, I mean, we obviously this is a, this is a ninety-minute show with the new stuff. Oh, where, you know, it's Christmas hard, Eve. Hard it's stuff. Christmas Eve. There's so much. But, like, it's I could literally just go into why the flame chompers buff is gonna be good for like oh, twenty yeah. minutes and yeah. We have we can talk so forever. Much. We, we have, talk forever. Yes, we do, but uh gonna have to wait. We've got we've got infinite weeks ahead of us to have more episodes to talk about <laughs> it. But that is gonna put us at push us into the end of the show here. Runeteradex, thank you so much coming on thank you guys it was Uh, a pleasure shout out sell out plug whatever you'd like the floor is yours hmm i guess my channel so starting tomorrow hopefully twitch.tv slash ruin terror decks i'm gonna start streaming my goal is four followers so i think um navalis already followed me so i'm at two so i just need two more followers so yeah, help me reach those goals and um, those goals. And uh, yeah, well, you know, I'm happy to talk about whatever during my stream. Just let me know what you guys want to talk about, and boom, it's all for you guys. So, and that's it. Just gonna plug myself because I'm a nobody. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we we all start somewhere, um, right. and we do appreciate you coming on, Saucy. Where can people find you on the internet? When you're not here doing Runeterra stuff on Runeterrable Radio. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm just saucy mailman everywhere. Um, I've been putting out a ton of YouTube content. There's, I have like a lot of uh, Legends of Runeterra YouTube content already. I have like 10 or so gameplay videos. Nice. So if you want to watch those, I uh, did a big uh, new player guide on there for Runeterra. Um, so been doing a lot of YouTube and then Twitch. I'm just saucy mailman on there and twitter and if you ever yeah pop in any of the discords i'm always i'm literally always on discord you are like at all times you greet everyone that comes in yeah. it is crazy everything <laughs> so yeah rune terrible discord um pop in there hang out we build bad teemo decks and yes yeah the, 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 this is going forward like the discord's going to be huge because yeah. that's where like a community's built so if you want help building decks if you have questions comments Send us your deck picks you please yeah, we have a deck <laughs> pick section. Deck Lots of Timo. Timo loves showing his deck picks. Yeah, we um, love seeing your deck whoa. picks. Please. <laughs> yeah, let's all. We all want to see your deck picks. So join us. Uh, yeah, that that that's me. What about you, uh, Sir Blevies? Yeah, you can find me at the underscore Blevins. But you definitely, you definitely, definitely, definitely want to go to discordme radio. That's where we're gonna be able to find all the links to everyone and everything that we do. That is the place. That is the community. That is the hub. You can find us on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash runeterrible or at runeterrible. Um, we've got, is it, 
is it Rune Terrible or Rune Terrible Radio.com that we just uh, have? RuneTerrible.com. RuneTerrible.com. You can go. Saucy yep. has whipped us up an awesome website that we're going to be using more in the future. Details mm-hmm. to come soon, TM. Yeah. Uh, that song was off the top of my head. Uh, but d- the number one place to go, discord.me slash RuneTerrible Radio. And, and then also, we did launch on YouTube last week, so I know I know some people were asking. So if you can find us, search for Rune Terrible Radio on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. It is going to be super helpful for us. So we can get like right now we're like youtubecom slash c slash one two seven eight five three blah 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 because we don't we need to get a certain threshold. So let's get those let's get those YouTube subscribers up, especially for folks that want uh, to follow us on YouTube. But if you're listening in podcast land or you want to Spotify. Um, I think we might be on Google Play, but we're definitely anywhere that pulls from iTunes, anywhere that pulls from Spotify, and now we're also on Stitcher per the request of a uh, listener. So you can find us everywhere, Rune Terrible or Rune Terrible Radio. But that's going to be it, everyone. Enjoy Open Beta, which by the time you're listening to this in podcast world should be out or will be out in a couple hours. Enjoy. Let us know what you think of your first days in the Discord. Again, discord.me slash RuneTable Radio. But for Saucy Mailman, for Rune Teradax, I am Blevins, and we will catch you guys next week, and we'll catch you in the open beta for Legends of Rune Terra. Mm-hmm.